Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John Fairbanks. How are you doing, John? I'm doing excellent. So I was listening to a podcast the other day about uh, like martial arts studios, and the guy was talking about how he's like, we don't, I don't think we really have that bad of attrition, you know, and, and, and he, they were using the term attrition, and I think he made a good point, and this is what I want to elaborate on today, is not all attrition data in your gym, in fitness centers, and whatever it is that you're doing in your fitness business is the same. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy, he made a good point. This was on the the Chu Jitsu podcast, but it was kind of talking about the background of him running his business and that like he doesn't view people coming in and trying the thing and it not being for them. Like kind of, he just doesn't view that as attrition. Now, let's be real. Statistically, that is right. Statistically, that's a person who came in as a person who joined and as a person who your stuff just wasn't for them. You and failed to convert is, them, Tyler. That kind of is what attrition is. But when yeah. we talked about last week, like that pushy, shitty sales stuff where you're just everybody must be fully the right person for your system. And if they don't sign up for you with you, then they suck and you suck as a salesman. It's it's just not the fucking reality of the situation. Yeah. So I don't like it when gym owners trying to one, ignore it, ignoring attrition, problem number one. It's a huge problem. Um, keeping your head in the sand about that issue is not going to make it any better. I really, I really guarantee you that. But I think that it's also important that you not beat yourself up over it and that it be put in the right context. So today, that's what we're going to talk about today. Kind of the difference in attrition and kind of, uh, elaborate into some larger concepts that, uh, I kind of live by when I'm setting up a gym, fitness center, personal trainer, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, how you align with a person's overall lifetime fitness journey. Uh, is the key to interpreting your your attrition data and figuring out what actually to do about it. Because otherwise, you're just taking a number and you're equating good good versus bad to it, and it just ain't shit. So, before we start, make sure you watch follow the show on Instagram. That is at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook group for gym owners. This is also where we drop some of our long form content. You want to get caught up on all the stuff we do, we've ever done. Uh, get in the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. That is in the description to this episode. Uh, if you want to work with us directly, go to gymownersrevolution.com, gymownersrevolution.com. Uh, go there. It's where we have the Gear Academy. We also have a few other kind of entry points for gyms to get started with. If you want to work with us, and we can work with you on any number of projects, but we have some where we come in, we get started right away. We start producing immediately, and uh, then we work with you and start developing your business over the course of the long haul. So we do things very differently than the other guys because we actually give a shit about your business being your business and your clients get what they came to you to get. So if you're interested in working with us, that's where it's going to start. Or you can message us at the dudes at hackyourgym.com or message me or John directly on Instagram if you want to get started. So, John, let's talk attrition. I've mentioned this in the past when it comes to like converting sales for say something mm-hmm. like a martial arts studio, jujitsu, MMA, boxing, kickboxing, whatever it is you're doing in that specific segment of the fitness industry, that stuff's not for everybody. It's not what everybody does forever, right? It's just, it's not going to be getting punched in the face. Isn't for everybody. Uh, cardio boxing or cardio kickboxing style stuff is going to be a very different type of boxing than someone who wants to come in and maybe take an amateur fight or, or become competitive. It's just, it's different. Those are different things. Yeah. Um, so you can't really be, what's the word? You cannot be as compelled to act when someone comes in and just says, this isn't for me. And the, so, so those numbers are going to be worse. Your ability to close sales, in my opinion, if you're just attracting a bunch of people from the general population and they're coming into your gym and they're going to try a thing, your ability to close, well, you're dealing with a harder to close product in my opinion right once you get somebody in and they started if it's not for them it's not going to be i've said this with jujitsu me sweating in your mouth <laughs> you know people crawling all the way the closeness to it the proximity the physicality of it it's it's not going to be for everybody i've always said this it, it, it can be for anybody but it's not for everybody but i think it's important if you're in the fitness market if you're in general fitness that is for everybody Everybody needs some form of exercise. They may not just need or want right now your specific type. And that's an important difference to uh, understand. Well, it comes down to whatever you niche, 
right? The, the nicher you, the, the more niche down you get, you're going to, it's another layer of difficulty, right? It's another barrier to entry and that yeah. can be good and that can be bad, but it doesn't mean that. And, and I think what we're trying to do is, is get a little bit more specific in the conversation of not all metrics are created equal, yeah. especially as we start to niche down into specifics. Cause you could look at gym a, and if you just look at their statistics, just like just raw statistics without knowing anything about a, B or C, you could make some false assumptions if you just don't know what their style of gym is, what the model is. Um, this make no mistake, right? This has nothing to do with the market. You and I no. hear a lot of times, right? We'll hear excuses get made by gym owners where the market will be blamed. It will be, uh, whether it's, it's COVID, whether we are in a recession, whether someone's at war, whether the dollar has dropped, whatever those things are. Just, you know, uh, people around here don't like that. And that, and that ultimately is bullshit. And, and honestly, one of the MMA gyms that we have worked with and adjacent to for now over what a year over a year is in a market yeah. that they have no business being successful in at all mm -hmm. in all fairness right the smaller a community is it's like no one wants to just learn how to fight and be punched in the face and do all these yeah. things. but it's like but yet but it but it does like you still can keep something open and still do what you want to do but they are levels it, it are barriers of entry and like you said whether it's at sales, whether it's attrition, any of those statistics, it's just not black and white. If I'm selling bare knuckle, kumite, wrap your hands, dip them in resin, and then dip them in broken glass fighting classes, <laughs> right? If that's my program, <laughs> right? Ooh, either here's 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 the two. This let's take this thought experiment uh, through to its logical end, right? Yeah. Okay, so either. I kind of gloss over what it really is in my marketing and I do what most people do. And I get leads guys. Everyone's trying to get you fucking leads. I get leads. I get tons of people knocking on my door because I say it's fun. It's fit. You're going to learn a little bit of self-defense, blah, 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 blah. And that's what we do. It's different. It's new. People come in and you start dipping your hands in broken glass and start <laughs> blood everywhere. And all of a sudden, Guess what? Guess what data you're going to really struggle with? Maybe you were able to get a lot of leads. That data you did, good job. Good job. Then you close a lot of sales because you fucking lied to these people, right? Then they get in and they start saying, there's a little more blood and stitches and brutality to this than <laughs> I thought there was going to be. And then they drop off after one class or after about 45 seconds, whatever but that is. Your attrition data is terrible, terrible, but all these other metrics you've performed tremendously at. Okay, so this is where this is about. And it's the thing John and I talk about from beginning and every system. It has to be about expectations. Expectations, setting the right expectations for your clients, for their overall experience, for what your product is, for just everything has to be woven into this system from the beginning. And that starts with your marketing. So I don't believe that you should betray the reality of what your business is. Mm -hmm. For the sake of getting more leads, because you will lose that. You're just getting short, short term money off of somebody and your attrition will just pop off. So that's why I don't encourage these martial arts studios to like, I think if you are welcoming to people and you have a pathway, an actual pathway, and it's a part of your business that a normal person be able to come in and still learn some self-defense and do this thing, then yes, that is a piece you should talk about. But know that if that is the only expectation that you're putting out there, then someone who wants to come in and get real fucking good at fighting and maybe wants to make a run at a career or something like that mm. now is not going to go to your place because they think it's YMCA kickboxing shit. So you got to understand the difference between this and that starts with expectations. If your expectations are misaligned from the beginning, you're going to, you're going to view some things as wins that are really just wasting your fucking time. And mm -hmm. having that high attrition rate due to things like misleading people in the beginning uh, with whatever your offer is or kind of glossing over the reality of what your product is, that high attrition rate, people going there and going, oh, no. Well, now those are all people that start to speak in your community. They talk to people. They have family. They have friends. They have colleagues, coworkers. And they're going to say things like, 
yeah, I went there and it, fuck no, fuck man. Like anytime your top, the topic of your business comes up, someone's going to have something to say about it if they've entered through your doors and done business with you and then left. Whether it's on good terms or not, they're going to say something about it if they've been there. Somebody knows something, they're going to talk. And you really got to be careful about chasing any piece of data. So I encourage on the other side of that, right? If I only say, come on down here, we are just gonna beat the living shit out of each other and that's what we do here blah 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 well know this the people who make it through who that mm -hmm. that first filter of your marketing and when they come in hopefully unless they're just psychos which apparently you are and your gym is but if right. that's the type of thing you're putting out there and those people come in guess what you're going to get much lower amounts of leads but you're probably going to close a higher percentage of those sales right because mm -hmm. it's a, there's alignment there and then probably if you deliver as expected, which is everyone beats the shit out of each other and it's a bloodbath. Now, that person's you probably going to say, I got what I came here to get. And so right. I, I don't, that does not mean you need to be that level of specific, but you do need to understand where you fit in somebody's lifetime fitness journey. Know that a person does that. They may also, if a person joins a martial arts gym and maybe they just want to like learn a little bit of self-defense and have fun maybe not be super competitive because they also go to a fitness center. They also do some running, you know, where sure. they also have other hobbies. And so you've got to know where you fit and that is what you need to speak to in your marketing. And that becomes now the client journey. Um, another customer avatar that you can start to speak to um, from your marketing. And all of a sudden everything starts to make more sense when you view things like this, that nobody does anything forever. It's very rare. It's very rare. And because you've set those expectations up correctly, whether it's through your marketing, through that sales process, you then initially get them in, everything stays aligned. Now we can have a an accurate conversation on what that attrition looks like. Because if it, it, you, and that's where a lot of, I think a lot of people will ignore where I only want to look at attrition of an EFT, right? So, I think that this is convenient because the other guys will say, so in EFT, right? It's it, recurring. Someone is recurring payments. Hopefully it's coming out of their bank account. You're saving fees, right? The, like if you get a recurring payment, if you're getting it off of a credit card, it's whatever, try and get them over to a bank account. But either way, a lot of times when they're like, well, I only want to see how many payments you're getting every single month that's coming out of your, out of your bank account. Based off of how many of those recurring payments are month to month, what it looks like from month one to then month two, that tells me, well, what was the drop-off? What was your attrition rate? And now that's what we're talking about. But it's really convenient because what the other guys will do is they will sell a bait and switch kind of shitty thing up front. And they're not going to look at what that metric looks like from people that didn't make it through that, like you said, through that initial experience. And gloss then over yeah you can pad the drop off with an influx of new leads who are then going to still drop off and you keep bringing in new leads now that's fine but for you that's fine because you're selling and then people are dropping it is what it is you're you're filling the gaps the problem is for your business to grow we need to be adding a layer upon layer upon layer of recurring revenue right pillars of revenue a new a new stream altogether we do the same thing i want to start a new thing and get people in and i need more people to stay than fucking quit dude like I don't right. I just, and I think that that is um, one that's the problem with what goes on in a lot of business business consulting and with a lot of the business products that you're out there. It's either about software, which guys I know you care about software. Nobody gives a fuck though. It all sucks in a different way. Just whatever your software is the best. The next guys is the best. And other things. it does not matter. But they're only going to address software and leads. And I just don't. I don't care. I just, I really, I don't give a shit about those things that much because they're just, they're just a cog in the machine. Like, I, listen, the guy that cleans your toilets is important too, right? The person that takes out your garbage in your gym is important too. But Jesus Christ, let's not make that the centerpiece of the business. Like, it's just fucking operations. Your software changing. There's nothing I hate more than a gym owner comes to us and is excited to switch software. Like, fuck, well, how do, what does this help? Or they're excited because, like, we're going to get a bunch more leads when you haven't really addressed any of these other issues. Chasing leads and chasing this stuff, it's just another thing, man. It's just 
you you got a flashy Japanese toilet in your bathroom now. Like, cool. <laughs> really cool. I'm sure glad you paid a consultant to help you have just one silly little feature of your business out that is just not that important in the grand scheme of things. Leads leads matter, but the quality of those leads matter and where they're folded into the larger scope of your business and your client's lifetime fitness journey is what really matters. Otherwise, you see this shit, get 150 leads this month. So you're just going to break your fucking gym and deal with a bunches of people. You're going to get a quick bump of cash. You get bunches of people that are never going to stick around because you had to make it so accessible and so general that it's just, it's going to not align with their expectations at some point. And they're going to go quick. It's all, it's all a scam. It all sucks. Well, and, and because leads is what is easy to sell. So at the end of the day, right, you're being sold that you need more leads and then you get distracted by that. And that is one of the pieces where it's the reality is, is every new person that you have come in, it's so much harder to go find someone new than just to keep someone that you already have for longer. Yeah. You already have everything that you need. As a gym owner, you have all of the pieces. Just right now, your shit's just not streamlined it's not systemized it's not put into a process that allows those things to work for you so we just continue to get sold more 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 we got to shove more into this shit and that becomes the problem <laughs> is at the end of the day it's you're just getting distracted by something shiny and by someone saying well you need something new you need something more instead of just stepping back and being like what could i fix what can I fix inside my spot right now that then allows me to what Tyler? I mean, we're seeing 30% increase in revenue just by making a few tweaks and then building that into the overall structure that doesn't involve new software that doesn't involve you now having a bunch of people sending shit out you living on Instagram, fucking DMing every goddamn person that interacts with your ad or likes your shit or whatever it is. And now you just got to live in that world where it's like, I will send 10 messages a day and I will follow up with people and I will have conversations. And it's like, dude, you are fishing for people that are the people that comment on your ads and like your shit are the people that are sitting around on fucking Facebook just being like, hmm, I like that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like they're not your people. You will waste so much goddamn yeah. time talking to some guy that's never coming to your It's shit. the type of person that fills out a form on Facebook. <laughs> no, and I understand. And Facebook advertising, it matters and all this stuff. I, I agree that Facebook is your best formula still for getting local reach, much more so than Instagram. Because Instagram, you're only getting people that already follow you. At least with Facebook, someone can share some shit or somebody can see some shit to just pop on some feeds. But I really am not a fan of chasing that because that is just one type of person. How many good, productive members of society are out there that don't have their nose in Facebook? Or if they do, they don't interact. Lots, guys, lots. Matter of fact, my, fucking Jesus, what do, what do I say? Four of my five top paying to me clients regarding personal training never post anything or engage in any, never seen a like from anything of them on Facebook at all. Because you have to understand by just chasing these Facebook ad leads, you're still getting a certain type of individual. It's a, what's the word? It's a survivorship bias. We talked about this a while back, right? Is that yeah. like, but in this case, very specifically, it's like when they say we surveyed a bunch of people and what they thought about this new election. It's like, uh -huh. okay. And 70% and of them said, voted in favor of this. I said, okay. But that's 70% of people who, one, the phone just rings out Pick of the, fucking the blue and they answer. <laughs> and that's 70% of the people then that when they hear somebody, they don't know who says, hey, we gotta do, we're going to do a survey about this thing. That's that, Of those people, that's people that agreed to say yes to that. And I can yeah. tell you this, me and, boy, most of the people that I know, like, and love are going to not answer their goddamn phone when it rings and it's a number they don't know. And we're certainly not going to just answer some goddamn survey because some guy's asking it. So that data is bullshit. So you mm -hmm. got to understand that when you're doing this, your Facebook gives you great reach and that's wonderful, but you're only reaching a specific type of person. So you still need to be a bit more thorough in your marketing. You need to be a bit more thorough with your referrals. I think that one of the keys here is referrals. 
from people who are already within your system. You need to know that people like the people within your gym who already like your facility, whether it's martial arts, whether it's you know an extreme hardcore gym, or whether it's a very approachable fit health and fitness center. The people that are already in your gym are the best people because they've already survived your ever-growing or ever-evolving marketing strategies and your ever-evolving sales strategies. And in the midst of all of that, while you weren't very good at that, hopefully you're getting better now, uh, now they're still there because they do like your product. And they, yeah. they waded through whatever it was that was in front of them, whether you made it easy or hard, and they're there. So you need to let them reach more people, which means you need to start making referral asks. you got to start whatever that is right but but people say referral and we've talked about this before john referral is another piece of data that is not as good as people think because people it, it, think when someone just walks in off the street if you get just a new general lead there where someone comes in and says yeah i'm interested in signing up and it's going to get classified as a referral because they like know of some but like a gym owner so often all my business is referrals like no no i think you're confusing like a person Someone knows, knows somebody someone. in your gym from somebody in your gym actually referring them to you. It's a yeah. very different thing. It's not the same as a as a true referral ask versus like, why, why are you here? Oh, I know, like, know a guy that's here. Knowing a guy that comes here just puts the gym on your radar. That's not a referral. It really isn't. Yeah. A referral really, I believe, is a, is a bit more formal um, and it allows you to more accurately like recruit the people who are within your gym to mobilize them in a slimy way but they have reach and they have reach from people that are like them that's yeah. really important to do now john what do you think though is to be learned from these like very high attrition rates but like in say a martial arts in say jujitsu gym right there's high attrition rates in those but it's acceptable right it just <laughs> is acceptable now I think assuming that you are still a welcoming facility and not the most hardcore and extreme, like you need to make sure you're speaking about being welcoming. And if you do all of that and you actually deliver on the back end and you are welcoming and your people are friendly and your coach is introduced you by name and everything's fun and smiles and they have a good positive first few experience, still the thing that you're offering may not be for them. It just sure. might not be. And there are some inherent factors in that attrition that like just it just is going to be there and but but what does it got what is what is to be learned from this like what and, and every gym has something like this mm -hmm. in one way or another well like you, you keep calling out right like the context of what we're talking about that's that's where it all sits right what we are talking about specifically it's what is to be learned is what is your attrition rate and, and the way you start to learn this is you start to be able to get an idea of who is like me. And this is one of the things that I think of the benefit that I always wanted to be able to bring to this community of gym owners is to give you an actual community of gym owners where you can actually be able to speak with and interact with other gym owners that are doing similar things as you. Let's use, we've been using the MMA gyms as the example here or jujitsu gyms, but let's look at like teen facilities. We have a lot of gyms that are in our world that specialize in teen athletes, performance type training. That's what they do. Well, my God, if you look at the difference between their numbers during the summer, when say collegiate athletes come back home and they're at home for the summer, numbers go up by like a fifth. You're talking like 20 to 30% increase over the, those months. And then as soon as you get stereotypically between August, September, October, it goes off a fucking cliff. Like it just, it, it just plummets. If you are not talking to other gym owners, if you've not been in business for say a decade where you just know what those natural ebbs and flows are within the business, you could be fucking freaking out. You're freaking out because you have such a loss. And the reality is, is that you don't have that loss. The reality is, is that's standard. When we do business with people for a long period of time, and we've been consulting with a gym past a 12-month period, that starts to get really interesting and really fun in a really nerdy way. But you get to start to look at where were we this time last year? That becomes a really important piece of data for you as you start to look at this, which is what was our attrition, 
last year at this exact same time period? And where are we this year? Does it match? Are we up? Are we down? That starts to become more interesting, in my opinion, because now you're playing the game against yourself. And if you have enough people that are in your community that have similar gyms as you in different markets away from you, because none of you are going to network with other gym owners that are in your immediate area, because you all wrongfully think that each other are hunting the same humans, which you're not, right? There's enough pie to go around for everybody. But at least now you have that open to you. And so for me, that that's a really, really big piece to start to look at. And I would say, I think it's a really good point, John. What I would say too, is you need to start separating this data a little bit as well. So your overall attrition is not a piece of data that I kind of give a shit about in like in a vacuum necessarily. I need to know what the attrition rate is between programs, between products. You do different things. How long do people stick with those different things? How long, like, like how long your teens program is not going to have the same follow-up rate essentially it's there's not they're not going to stick around for the year all of a sudden that number is going to look really bad your personal training attrition is going to be different right well your group classes are going to have a different attrition rate than the other and sorry my ship blowing up can you hear that Mm -mm, you're safe okay okay, it's just in my ear then okay uh you're if you have a 24 7 access it's going to be it's going to be very different attrition data than anything else and i think that that is they need to be separated so that they can be troubleshooted on their mm-hmm. own. What's going to happen is one of those is going to really boost your impression of how things are going. And then one of them is going to really drag your shit down. What's going to happen is you're just going to kind of live in the middle and think things are okay. You have to understand that like not all attrition numbers are equal, not just from business to business, but from product to product. Your nutrition coaching, by the way, here's the truth. My nutrition coaching, I go 12 weeks, 16 week, but it's a one-time package. Very few, very rarely do people re-up. You want to know why? Because right. I teach them things and they learn things. And so I don't view that as the fact that like only 15% of people will re-up after the, at the end of that period. It's like, no, they've got a plan. I got them into a routine. They have the tools. They have the momentum and now they're going. Yeah. But if if I if I take that product's attrition rate and I'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, how do I get people? Well, I'm going to water down the product and make it a dependency product. And that's what's out there a lot with a lot of things is I make you dependent on me. Mm-hmm. And that's how it works. Well, that product sucks and it doesn't help people. But and that's you know, not, go ahead, John. Well, I was, what I really like about this, though, is then if you if you do that the right way, which is that I want to talk to you about nutrition, you can build a recurring renewable revenue stream off of a one-time service like that, which is now let's talk about supplements because now you're talking about nutrition. Now, now it's something that's more, but it's being built into it, which is you're crafting the product correctly and that service correctly to do better by the person you're supposed to be serving. Cause make no mistakes. We're, we're, we're nerding out a lot about some data and these important pieces and how to look at it, but it's, it always has to come back down to what you are doing and the services you're providing and the products you are putting in front of your people have to allow your clients to be successful. Correct. Now, the thing you should be saying again, one, where do you fit within your market? What are you doing? All right. What is this? Are you an extreme powerlifting gym? Good. That's awesome. You got enough, if there's enough people in your area to do it or for whatever it is, if, if, if you have occupied that specific space, you better be singing that song really well. You better get a lot of referrals from the people who are in, who ha- have people who kind of are like them. Cause you're not going to get my mom right. and her friends and her coworkers. And you're not going to get, frankly, none of the people that, that I personally train right. go to the powerlifting gym to massonomics where I go. None of them do there. Cause it's just not on their thing. But like, I'm the guy that does that type of lifting. Why? Right. But like, if that's my business, okay, I got to make sure that I can start to attract those people. But if your business is a bit more generalized, I want you to start to think. And that's the thing. If you're very niche down, no, you got to align expectations from the beginning, or you're just going to really trash your reputation pretty quick. And then you're going to make a already struggling segment a small struggle segment of your market, you're all you're going to make that even more difficult by getting a bunch of people out in your in your community kind of talking about a bad experience they had with your yeah. gym because their expectations weren't aligned. And that's going to trash your reputation for people that are 
maybe would be interested in going through. Say, oh, I don't know, just the, the rumblings or the sucks or whatever. Those guys are dicks. So where do you fit, right? And how can you prolong the amount of time that someone spends with you? So what is someone's overall fitness journey, right? It's sometimes they're going to come in, they, they come in CrossFit and then they decide to specialize and they do a little bit of powerlifting and then they do a little of this and then they want to get into bodybuilding. Then their shit hurts too bad. So then they just run or they're runners first. Mm-hmm. And they run and then they want to lift a bit of weights and then they go to personal training. Then they run and then they do 24 hours until they get too bored and then they fall off and then they come back to personal training, take up paddle boarding. One gets into riding bicycles. And so, but that's a, people do lots of things. And if you're in the business, like John and I are, frankly, we're in this business to try to have a decent impact on the health, the actual health of the people in this country and in our local communities then you need to know that like, if you're good at what you do and you can help people, how do I collect a little bit more? What's the word? How do I help people spend a little bit more time of these things? Now, if they're riding bicycles out in the sun, I can't, I'm not going to become a bicycling. There's nothing I'm going to do about that. If I have a 24 hour spot, it's just not it. But what if I just encourage that for my members as well? Like, Hey, if there is a cycling club, I want to facilitate. So my existing members say, Hey guys, did you know that they're doing this thing? I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to that thing. I'm going to be seen doing that because that's fun. And then people are going to know like, oh, this guy's cool. He's nice. Yeah, he's got this gym in town as well. So some of them will come when they make, you need to be present in all of these things so that you can just become an attractive place. Now, the other piece that I really like about this, how to occupy more space of somebody's overall fitness journey is nobody does anything forever. It's very rare is having diverse trainer backgrounds and diverse specialties is really important. I can do a lot of things, John, but if you want to get fucking jacked and just do like brutal to failure bodybuilding style shit with some like pretty safe, like that's the pocket I do like living in. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I do, I can do, do that type of training. We tone it down a little bit with some nutrition focus for weight loss. And then sports performance, which is kind of a combination of those two things, to be honest with you, especially for high school students. You know, we just got to fix your small. I'm not too worried about doing a bunch of silly fucking ladder drills and bullshit. Like, let's just fix your small, fix your skinny, and we'll be fine. But that stuff, that's a pocket I sit in very well, right? Uh, We have a female coach here who she does just kind of weight loss and general exercise. She's also done some specifically performance-focused personal training for people who are going to compete in powerlifting. Right? If you're a bodybuilding specialist and you want, you have females going to do physique shows and guys going to do his first, you know, board shorts, fucking transformation, entry yep. level and entry level stage stuff. Like, perfect. What if you have a running specialist? What if you have someone who does like fluffy cardio shit that's fun? You know what I mean? It's, it's just not extreme, but it's really approachable. Like yeah. if you have, you, you don't want all your, co- this is the thing that I think a lot of gym owners who have a coaching preference, like the way that they need to teach things. I think they're fucking idiots. When you try to, you're struggling, here's the deal. If you're struggling to hire a coach and the answer is, well, I mean, you got to know how to do things the way that we do things. I have a very specific way to do things. You're a fucking idiot. What a fucking waste. You're going to clone yourself and they're going to teach exactly the way you teach, which is going to attract no more people than the people you've already attracted. And they're going to do the same thing that you already do. Which you get, and granted, great, gets you off the floor. But what are you going to do? That's not a growth plan. That's a plug in the hole. So it's just, I don't, it, you, if you got somebody who has a different opinion on how to approach things and has maybe some different ideas and a different training style, perfect especially if you have group classes, 24 hour stuff, and you want to attract some people to level up, to do personal training, semi-private or otherwise. If everybody is like me, only people who want to work with me are going to be leveling up their spending. If somebody is so different from me, perfect. Cause all those people waiting in the wings were like, I'm not dealing with Tyler's bullshit. They're going to be attracted to this other person. It's, it's, you really fuck up by thinking that your way is the only way and letting your coach, you need to trust them as coaches. You don't have to fully like be bought in on their system. You just, you don't need to. I see lots of people get great exercise, really great exercise out there, especially people that are just starting, just want to move some jazzercise shit, man. It's moving. You're going to get a sweat. It's, it's fine. It's a perfectly fine starting point because it fits where it fits. It doesn't have to take on the whole, your whole gym doesn't need to take on that identity. 
everyone's fucks up so much by thinking that. And I think it's a, I think if you learn to have some diverse trainer backgrounds and let them run with their thing a little bit, they got to attract their own people. But the fact that it's a little bit different than what else this other guy's doing makes more people buy personal training. The reality is, is if you've been doing this long enough, if there were people that were going to train with you based off of your style, they would already be training with you. They would already know you're around. Maybe they'll come around, but the reality is, is you do this long enough. If your gym is a certain way or all that you have available is a certain thing, it's the people that want that thing. They know about it. They're either there. They've been there before. They're not there anymore. Whatever. Like it's, you continue to stay isolated in that one little pocket again, which is fine. But if you are desiring growth, if you're desiring something new, it's either you continue to stay in that echo chamber or the most common thing when I sit down and I talk to people specifically about marketing services, right? They want to be able to do some form of marketing. And I sit down and I say, why are you want, why are you here? Why are we talking about marketing? 100% of the time, the answer is we want to be able to reach out and connect with markets or connect with people that are outside of our already existing pool of clients. Like we want to attract people that are outside of our norm who do not know we exist yet. And it's like, perfect. Then that's what we can do. We can very specifically and strategically support whatever those initiatives that you want to do and then expand that marketing reach. And the easiest way to, like you said, is if you've got people, one, you got to get people. Two, you got to make sure, like you said, that they're not carbon copies of you because this is where you walk into some of those anytime fitnesses. You, you walk into some of these, these 24-hour box type gyms that are franchises and it's every they might as well all be the same human. Yeah. Every dude's got gel in his hair or it's is a, bald. Like yeah, it's, it's just they're all five foot four. It's, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of Barbie and Ken shit. But that, it's exactly what it is. It is it. It is. And so, but then their issue is if you're in a facility like that and you want to get freaking jacked, I don't I'm not I'm not taking advice on how to get big and strong from a little small person. Fucking, I'm sorry. I don't care how much they know or how much they went to school. I don't and, care. I'm not going to look a man smaller, weaker than me who carries less muscle. I'm not going to look him in the eye and go, okay, oh, whatever you say, buddy. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. I'm sorry. So you got to have different coaches with some diverse specialties and then let them run with it. They'll they'll attract their people. Let them do it. Right. Yeah. Now, same, same way you're not going to come to you or I and be like, I want to be a long distance runner. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll well, tell you what, one, one or two work gyms one or two gym sessions you can do but i'm gonna leave your running to the run it's the same thing i do when i do sports performance coaching for sure i stay out of all of it i don't i don't listen your your what you do the sport thing is is yours i'm just here to fix your skinny or fix your fat that's what (laughs) we're here to do and make sure you don't get hurt in the process and teach us some things now there's one piece of caution i want to make sure that you um when we talk about trying to maybe adapt a little bit or I don't like always just adding necessarily, but but figuring out again how to occupy more space in your client's lifetime fitness journey, right? This stuff still needs to align with your overall brand value. And I think that's the filter you need to look through. Meaning, if you're a beautiful, nice, clean, super nice facility and people know that it's premium, you do premium stuff, you can't have somebody who's like, you can't bring in the edgy, extreme face tattooed muscle bound cussing spitting slobbering person to come in and say and that you know what i mean like you can't bring that guy in to coach even though maybe people be like that guy can get me huge if i'm here but if you're in an equinox that's not going to be that's not going to work that's that's going to start to damage your brand which means you can't you cannot be everything don't try to be everything what you are where you sit in your market is more more than just the type of fitness that you do it is like are where do you rank on the scale of most premium to what's the word least sophisticated right sure where do you rank on that on that on that spectrum right and that i think is something you really need to align with because you can't bring a bunch of low value stuff into your business there's a reason airlines only sell first class like you go international fly international you're you're not going to get upgraded to first class you won't it's it's not going to happen 
They'll do that on domestically, but they're not going to because they really need to pr- preserve that five to $7,000 price ticket. And they're just not going to. Nobody's going to spend it if they know they're like, well, there's like a 70% chance I'll get upgraded anyways because I got the status and all this shit. But they don't do that on international flights because they really, they'd rather send it empty, send that seat empty, than preserve and still preserve the actual value of the overall product. And you really have to do that because, again, just stuff your nice big ticket gym with a bunch of low ticket bait and switch bullshit and a bunch of low quality leads just done off of Facebook, whatever schmuck will fill out a freaking Facebook form, right? Just do that and see what that does to your brand's perception. See how excited your big ticket, sophisticated clients who have been with you for a long time, see how excited they are when you get a bunch of people in off of some quote unquote free or $1 offer, right? All of a sudden your brand sucks. You betrayed the people who really pay you the most money for the longest. And you could have just maybe encourage them to bring more people like them to you. Sure. So protecting your brand and all this is important. So you can't be everything to everybody. And I think that's, that's an important thing to differentiate between here is like, but still nobody does anything forever. Where do you fit? What are you going to do? And therein lies the cure to your attrition. And, and attrition is too, too much of an oversimplification. We see so often, John, it's just membership got new member, lost new member. That is attrition. That is data. That doesn't really, if you should be offering the thing we talk about the most, the biggest fix for this is offer stacks, having your offers stacked to the point where people can choose different pathways to your business and through your business and in and around your business at different times to fit their budgets, buying habits, needs, and goals whatsoever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So some people may come in at your 24 hour membership, and then they may make their way to personal training. Then maybe they'll add nutrition culture. Maybe they do them all at once right away. Mm -hmm. Right. But that data where people are there and where they move from, where they start from within your offer stack and where they kind of bounce around over the course of their lifetime, that is infinitely more important to me than just troubleshooting people in the door and then people stop paying. That just the, the binary on off member, not member data. It matters a little, but not near as much as this. If you fix this on the offer stack stuff, get aligned with the ex, ex use that, align all the expectations on your marketing sales process. When people are communicating with people before they come in and when they sit down with you, all that is aligned with what's going on on your offer stack, which is aligned with client success, them being successful, giving them all the best chances at them being successful. Um, you're going to be just fucking fine. The, Odds are, if you are playing this game to the level where you even are thinking about attrition, right? That you're not just trying to do all the other things or being distracted. It's if you're playing the game, you're not in the, you're in the business of doing fitness shit. Yeah. You're not in the business of coming up with new ideas or how to be able to, how to be able to fix these things. If you knew how to fix it, then you would have done it already. And so if this is something where you step back and you hear this and you, and you realize, well, what, what are my numbers, right? Do I know what it is just generically? Do I know where we were last year? Do I know what I'm looking at? It's, we just described all of the things that we would come in on the back end and be able to tweak and change and update to be able to then build a process and build a system inside your business. But that's how you fix the issue. Most of the time people are just like, well, I get we kind of just stay the same. I get a few, I lose a few or, and what you will do is right. Like this is the thing. There is an element when we're troubleshooting attrition rates too. This is why that data kind of sucks. It's like one, they're going to lie to you about exit interviews are bullshit. They're all going to lie to you. We talked about this Midwest nights. Everybody's like, well, you know, I just, you know, I got a new job and I get a little bit of money's a little tighter and soccer. It's like, but no, it's like really, they didn't see the value with it. They didn't like it. They weren't using it, whatever it is, but that, that statement doesn't mean anything. And then also right. you have just life takes people away. Someone mm-hmm. falls in love far away. Somebody moves, somebody's job moves them. Yeah. And in a month, truthfully, in a month, you could have a hundred percent of the people that the memberships to drop off in one month, 100% could be legitimately, there's nothing you could do or they could do about it. They love, they would stay there 100% if this one thing wasn't changing in their life. And that's why troubleshooting that, like, what, what fucking good is that data? If you're not able to see past that, like, what is, like, no, we've lost, we lost 15 people this month, but truthfully, none of them were salvageable and none of them are, but does that mean you did something? Is there anything you need to do? 
Do you need to start trying to get new members now? Is that the decision you're going to make now at that moment is to try to be getting new members? It's a little fucking late for that. So you should always be trying. I don't understand. You're gonna, so that data doesn't mean anything at that point. It just doesn't. Now you should always know it, but there's not always, it's not always able to be interpreted as something actionable because what you're just going to panic then and start trying to get new members, something you should have been doing a long time ago. Because data is not good or bad. Data is data. Right. It just is what it is, what you can do with that. But the problem is, is if you are now going multiple instances, multiple months where you are losing people, I'm going to tell you right now, a hundred percent of them are not, not fixable or yeah. could have been prevented. And that's kind of where we took you all the way to the very beginning of like, well, you guys have these things, make sure that they're aligned, establish those expectations. All of the offers that you have are stacked and they're built. And they're, like that is taking you directly to the cure to fix a problem that's not directly related to it because the attrition, well, how do you fix attrition rate? We'll do an exit interview. We'll go fuck yourself. That doesn't know. That's, that's like a bandaid for, you know what I mean? Is that you've lost the exit exit interview, AKA desperate home run, hail Mary resale pitch. Like, come on. Correct. <laughs> like respect what that is, but that's the problem is, Oh, well that's the fix. And it's like, eh, it's like, eh, but there are so, and this is why it's, it is, there are so many little things that are more in line, they're more aligned with how someone feels they're doing at your gym. And it takes us back to our client success ratio is this is data where if you are losing people, the odds are you started losing them six months ago. Yeah. So it's too, it's, it's, you're already, it's boom, done. It, it's almost like you're looking at the past. So what's happening now is indicative of what has already happened. And that's where coming in and getting us in or starting to make the right fixes, doing the right things so that you do not have those missed opportunities because the missed opportunities today will show their ass to you six months from now. Yeah. And it that is why it's so important. And there's nothing you can do about it. Get the ship righted. Yeah. And that's, and that is where for us is being able to call it where it is lots of folks are going to put your attention on, well, it's a fucking disaster over here. And it's like, yes, it is, but that's old news. There's two, two major flaws to be had with attrition is putting too much faith in the data, right? First off, putting way too much faith in being very reactionary about, geez, we're losing these members, but it's this, it's that, it's this, it, the other thing is ignoring it and doing what the other consultants are going to tell you to do, which is just line up leads, sell, 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 sell. And you're just turn and burn. You don't, don't fix your processes. Don't fix your marketing. Don't fix the way you're setting expectations. Don't fix the fact that your products don't align at all in a way that makes people highly likely to be successful. Don't fix any of that shit. So that you just line people up through your business. You got maybe some staff is staffing issues, reliability problems. Clients aren't getting results. They thought it was something it's not. And now they're dropping off. Don't fix any of that. Just line more people up to go through that system as a full representation of your business. You fucking idiots. Don't do it. That stuff, it'll, you'll make money until, until it stops. That's what I'm saying. You will make money until it stops. And then everything you, you do not have the ability to salvage that reputation. You don't, not if you're a, not if you are a local micro gym, essentially, not if you're a, if you're just a local brick and mortar spot, you're fucked. That stuff gets out of hand and you are fucked. So don't do it. Don't play those games. It's the biggest thing I hate. It's like, yeah, I just, I need more, I need more members. It's like everything in your shit's fucking broken, dude. What are you doing? Everything's broken. So start where it matters and work your way backwards. But you you can't ignore attrition completely because that's what they want you to do. We're going to ignore it. We're just going to fix it by continuing to put more and more and more people through it. But you also can't go get all bent out of shape about it because like we said, there are going to be people that are going to go through and that are going to give it the best shot, by the way, that got into it with good intentions and liked your product and liked you. And that's just not it. You know, maybe mentally they're just not ready to make an actual change. Maybe they're not really ready to commit. They did commit. They did the thing. People are in their own way when it comes to health and fitness in the United States of America. They are. They're in their own way. So they gave it a shot and then they backed out. Or they get. So that stuff is going to happen. And that's not always your fault as a gym. It's not always your fault. But you should be prepared to 
that's the nature of this business is that people are in their own way. So you need to facilitate that and make it a little bit easier. But no, listen, if you're a boxing gym and people come in and try a couple classes or try for a month or two and they're just like, ah, I don't really, boxing's not the thing that I'm going to do. That's okay. And you can't get obsessed over what that number is, but you do need to pay attention to what's happening. So don't overreact to any of this data, but don't put your head in the sand either. It, there, there's a thing I read the other day was called um, the focusing illusion. And the focusing illusion essentially breaks down to where it's nothing in life is as important as you think it is when you are thinking about it. So all of a sudden, we may have raised awareness to some of these things immediately that puts it on your radar. And now you could get panicky about this. And now because you're focusing on it, you are now being tricked into thinking that this is the most important thing that's going on right now. Yeah. And that is where it's no, you need to be able to have, this is where we come in. You're able to step back and say, stop fucking doing that. Stop getting distracted. Yeah. yeah. Smack your pee pee and say, stop it back up and focus on these things over here because this is actually what matters. Think about it. you all do this with your own people. Which you've taught nutrition to <laughs> oh anyone my God. ever before. Like, listen, the f- if the first day someone's got 100 pounds was in the first day, they're like, so brown rice or white rice? I'm like, stop drinking fucking pop, dude. Yep. Start there. What the fuck kind of question is stop? We're not dealing with that yet. Okay. I saw you in the store with a cart full of goddamn Coca-Cola. No. Okay. That goes right. away first. Before yeah, you my wife, you know, she buys all the shit, Tyler. Yeah. My, my wife, she puts all the shit in the kitchen. She has it in the house. And yeah, fucking can't stop. do it. Fix it. Fix the problem. Right. So I think uh, that's got us wrapped up for today. Guys, I think this is a solid episode here. Good stuff on the attrition stuff. You want to listen to this one again? I think this is, I think this is worth a re-listen. So uh, make sure you, if you want to watch this one, if you've heard this one and you want to catch our beautiful faces spewing this horrible foul language, you can do that at the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Link is in the description. Make sure you follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. And John Fairbanks can be found over there. At JBanksFL on Instagram. Any big announcements? Get in the Gear Academy, guys. What are we doing? we got a few different ways we can start you in there. Uh, you want to just get in and pay monthly. You want to come and pay a big sum. We, big chunk and get started right away we can start moving some things very quickly here in a 12-week span um, before we move into something a little more reasonable for you. there's plenty of pathways to work with us there's plenty of pathways for us to work with you so if you want to get started you want us to if these ideas make sense to you right and you don't want to do what the other guys are doing all the things we've described uh shoot me or john a message or the official podcast message on instagram so thanks for listening everybody we will see you next week